0: Welcome everyone to another episode of The Working Experience. It's story time, or what we would like to call here at The Working Experience, shorts or shorties, where we discuss topics, uh, thoughts, very, very short, brief interludes into the working experience, narrated by either myself or Maddie Kay. Enjoy. The Working Experience.
1: Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning, snow and sleet. There is no service on the... Stand that. clear of the closing doors, please. Ah, uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. tell you need that report ASAP? Where
0: are we on that presentation?
1: Dan, HR wants to see you. Did
0: you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. Need to stay late, Bob.
1: Teamwork makes the dream work. They're <laughs> moving in a different and after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. my chest? Where my This microwave is disgusting. Oh, oh what's that? He was shoving oh. his toenails at I can't take it anymore. I can't take it
0: anymore. Hey
1: everybody, it's Maddie K with the Working Experience Podcast, uh, coming at you with another little short episode here this one uh i have to thank some of our listeners for sending these in these were annoying hr complaints annoying complaints that went to human resources or managers um and uh let me say once again while names and locations have been changed these stories are depressingly and somewhat hilariously true um Seems that these days, very few people actually speak directly to each other in the workplace. Uh, They're much more comfortable sending an instant message or emails to co-workers who sit 10 feet away. Uh, Particularly if there's, you know, uh, an issue with a co-worker. Uh, Actual face-to-face interaction has become... Uh, seemingly foreign and somewhat unsettling. Uh, And if there's any unpleasantness involved, if one coworker uh, has a problem with another one, then they're going to involve a third party, again, like a manager or human resources. Um, There's no way anyone's going to confront the issue head on. Now, I'm not talking about serious things like harassment and whatnot. Obviously... There needs to be a mechanism that, uh, you know, if someone is harassed at work, they're not going to feel comfortable going and confronting a manager. You need human resources to step in and, you know, handle the complaint and uh, be a third party, a neutral third party. Or, uh, you know, if the complaint is valid, they have to be an advocate for the person who has been harassed. But I'm talking about the more petty things that arise in every office around the world on a daily basis um, just telling someone that his or her behavior is annoying or bothersome has been completely lost you know the these the manager I heard from about one of these things was kind of like look you know uh, he's dealt with cases where you know someone was being harassed by someone else someone was being sexually harassed by a co-worker and obviously he had to step in he had to be the third party feel the complaint and uh because you know it's not up to the worker to go and, and confront someone who's harassing them in that fashion you know it's it's you need somebody stepping in so he wasn't talking about that he was talking about like people arguing about food and like smelly food in the break room. Like some guy would come in, uh, this was a different, um, office, but, uh, someone wrote in that there was a guy who would, every Friday he would microwave a piece of fish in the break room and it just stank to high heaven. And, you know, it was like, I mean, that, that's disgusting. You would, and you would think someone would know that. You would think you didn't have to tell somebody, don't microwave a piece of fish like it reeks. I would say stay away from fish in the workplace altogether. You know, tuna fish sandwiches and things like that. They're just, they smell nasty. I like fish, but you know, the smell. And, you know, you would think someone could just go to him and say, hey, Jeff, uh, you know, it's, uh, it smells like you, you know, gutted a fish in the break room. Could you please not do that? Um, and, you know, if Jeff is a reasonable person, he might say, oh, geez, I didn't even realize it smelled so bad. You know, maybe he's hard of smelling. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll look for an alternative. You know, sometimes you would think it could just be that easy, but this particular person said, no, a memo had to be sent out. And then, uh, I don't know if the guy's name was Jeff. He got kind of insulted by it. Apparently he's Catholic and this might've been during Lent and he couldn't eat meat on Friday. And it just turned into this whole, this whole thing, you know? And again, you'd, Think like okay, well, I don't know. Can do we all have to suffer because of this? Um, You would think the problem could be resolved pretty easily, but once it seems like once memos get involved, people I don't know it gets people's hackles up, and I can understand that. Um, So just being able to confront somebody head on—that just isn't the way it works. Uh, My friend John, John R. I'll call him. He works in a Boston office of like a. It's a medium-sized company that specializes in helping publicly traded companies stay in compliance with SEC regulations. I actually had to read that one because I wouldn't remember that. Uh, They employ about 3,000 people with offices in New York, Boston, LA, uh, Chicago, a few other places, and John describes the employees as largely white-collar professionals, college-educated, Um, Their clients are Fortune 500 companies with global deals worth hundreds of millions of dollars that must be scrutinized in detail to be sure they don't violate federal regulations, which could carry stiff penalties. So, pretty serious business. You know, Company X is trying to acquire Company Y, and uh, there's a lot of... um, securities and exchange rules around that so they this Johns company they they scrutinize they look at all the regulations they look at what company x is doing they look at company y because company x you know they basically want to get away with as much as they can without stepping over the line and getting found to be uh, in violation and having to pay a lot of money in fines um So, one of his co-workers, Dave, brings his lunch to work every day. He would sit in the break room and eat a sandwich and soup or salad or whatever. Then, according to unnamed sources, he would return to his desk and spend 20 minutes sucking his teeth, making loud smacking and slurping noises, occasionally issuing a low-pitched belch. This information apparently appeared in an email to the manager, the low-pitched belch as well. Um... A few of his co-workers found this behavior to be quite aggravating, which, again, I can understand, and it would be a little difficult to approach Dave about this. Um, again, you know, people are people. We're, we're not robots. But, um, you know, I'm sure it was unpleasant. No one wants to hear someone digesting a meal out loud. Maybe Dave needed to learn some social skills. But it's not like he was uh, sexually harassing someone or making racist remarks or leaving pictures of his junk on the secretary's desk, which I had actually heard that story as well. Um, His poor post-lunch habits didn't infringe on someone's civil rights. I'm sure he wasn't even aware of what he was doing or that it was annoying to anyone. And again, you might think that being grown adults, someone can simply make Dave aware of his behavior, and that would be the end of it. But you would be wrong. An email was sent to the manager, Evan, who worked out of the New York office. So this office is in Boston. Evan, the manager, is in New York, telling him that Dave was smacking his lips and sucking his teeth and issuing the low-pitched belches. And it was bothering everyone, and could he tell Dave to stop? And you can imagine what the manager of the company would think about this. I I would imagine he probably had more pressing issues to think about it than to address this type of uh, office behavior. Plus, I'll just reiterate the fact, he's in New York. Um, According to John his reaction to the email was, are you kidding me? Like, he couldn't put that in an email because it would be seen as being non-responsive. But, like, are you kidding me? At times being what they are, Evan had to send Dave an email and inform him that this matter had been brought to his attention and that his coworkers were disturbed by his behavior and could he address the situation. Dave wrote back and apologized and said he hadn't realized he was creating a problem and that he would stop. Evan felt really bad because Dave was a good worker and a good guy. And now felt terribly awkward. You know, it was like, obviously Dave was embarrassed by this. And he was embarrassed that his co-workers were talking about him behind his back. And it actually sent an email to the manager. And that this had become part of some sort of official file. You know, and... and Evan's reaction is like why can't these people just grow up like every little thing is a problem and they can't deal with anything on their own they always have to be little babies and run to HR when someone looks at them funny or eats too loud and then I have to deal with it the people are sitting in the same office with Dave and they contact New York to deal with the problem which is you know New York is 400 miles away from Boston So these people sitting 10 feet from Dave are contacting someone in New York to then contact Dave about his behavior. And it just, it it is petty. I mean, I understand little things can get to people, but, you know, again, we're people, we're not robots. And to, to like every little thing someone's doing is annoying you, it really gets to, you know, it, it, it gets to be like nobody can handle anything anymore and that everything is is cause for complaint and that's just not healthy um later in that day <laughs> this is this apparently this happened these two incidents happened in the same day later that day he received a complaint about employee in the about an employee in the Philadelphia office with offensive of body odor According to the email, the guy stank of B.O. and the people working near him just could not handle it. So Evan would have to speak to the guy, a grown man, about his personal hygiene habits. He thought maybe, jokingly, he would give the guy a bar of soap and say something like, Here you go, rub this vigorously all over the parts of your body, even the special areas that your domineering mother told you not to touch. Don't be scared. It won't fall off. Just, uh, just get to get to cleanin'. How do you talk to a grown man about his body odor? And again, I guess in this case I could sympathize with the coworkers. Like, how is anybody supposed to deal with this guy? I mean, if it's that, again, it 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 vacillates for me between people being petty and annoying and not able to put up with anything, but then this guy who can't take the time to wash himself properly so he doesn't stink. But then on the other hand, you don't know if it's a medical issue. (laughs) You don't know I mean that that, those are tricky waters to tread in. And um I I guess I could see both people's point of view. I could see the HR person or manager saying, I don't want to deal with this. I could see coworkers saying, well, we don't want to say anything to him because if we do that could result in him claiming we're harassing him or being insensitive to, you know, a medical issue or something like that. I don't know. I don't know where you turn. Um, but you know, to, to Evan and other people who work in HR, like this has become the norm. Like any little thing is a go-to for HR to handle any little thing. Um, and they seem to spend an inordinate amount of time dealing with very trivial matters, and it pisses them off. Like, they're supposed to be dealing with people's, like, health insurance and, you know, more serious matters. And people don't think anything of just sending an email because a little thing that their co is doing is annoying them, not realizing that that's going to cause HR a lot of paperwork, because they have to address these complaints. Um the employees making the complaints often come across as juvenile and petty and unable to deal with reality, but you, uh, you can't tell them that you can't, you can't dismiss it because then that leads to a host of other problems. You have to take like everything seriously. This is just the climate that we're in. Like if someone complains about a, a coworker chewing too loudly HR has to do something official about that. They can't just ignore it. If they ignore it, then, you know, that creates a whole other set of issues. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but that's just the climate that it is right now. Um, However, you know, Evan and uh, the other HR people have said, you know, you got to be cautious. Like, you know... If an employee is filing complaints every other week about other employees, that gets noticed. And it's sort of like, you know, come review time or whatever, do they want to deal with you anymore? You know, probably not. And it it could be seen as, you know, being, I don't know, sort of harassing or or filing false complaints or whatever. So you also have to be careful, you know, when you're complaining about... um, complaining about other other people and you know make sure your complaint is valid and um, these are just some some points four points that managers and HR people have made in dealing with issues between employees they say every little thing has become a problem that people have just become such babies that that every little thing is an irritation and has to generate a memo and HR has to address it and you know, the world just isn't perfect. People have their little peccadilloes. Some people chew loudly. Some people breathe through their nose. Some people might wear a little too much cologne. You know, it's just, they're people. It's just the way that it is. There are more serious things that people need to complain about. Again, like if someone's being harassed in the workplace, that that's a valid complaint. And unfortunately, you know, if HR is dealing with all this other crap, it gets hard to focus on the important issues. Um, that was another complaint, you know, not being able to focus on the work for which they're being paid to do, you know, HR, you know, Evan and whatnot, they, I mean, HR has become kind of a, a bit of a joke word, but you know, they do have important things to handle like health insurance and legit complaints. And, you know, again, if they're swarmed with all this other stuff, it's difficult. Um, And also, like, for employees, like, just, you know, focus on the work you're here to do. And don't spend time making petty complaints. You know, just get down to business. Um, Needing their hands held with every little thing that crops up. You know, again, these are adults. And they want to be treated like adults. Well, then you have to act like an adult. You know, you have to take certain things in stride when you work with people and realize that every little thing that annoys you is not a cause for complaint. And, you know, finally having to be the bad guy, you know, the HR and I mean, they sign on for that I get that, but, you know, having to always be like, you know, the person coming in and, you know, telling someone they have bad body odor, like, you know, that's, that's a, I would resent being put in that position um, so, you know, if you're thinking about going into the HR business, human resources, if you want to be the manager, just be aware that this is probably going to become part of your job. You may have to deal with bathroom issues, <laughs> you may have to deal with smelly coworkers, and, and that's, that's part of the deal. However, on the other end, if you're an employee, um, you know, make sure that your, your complaint has merit. <coughs> Make sure it's worthy. Make sure you're not like just embarrassing somebody because they tend to do something that annoys you. You may be doing something that really annoys somebody else. Sometimes it's worth a little self-reflection. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll be back at you real soon.
0: Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors One Circle Media and the Still Believe app the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.